Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080 The Fan. Don't worry about us. It's figuring stuff out over here. Rashad forgot that he was a radio host today and didn't have his headphones with him. There he is. Well, you got to put your mic on too, but Who needs headphones? There you go. <laughs> Is this need, your first time sitting in the chair? I don't need to hear what Joe's talking about. Honestly, we got you know carried away talking about other stuff. and It's like, oh, crap. I think I need headphones to do the show, don't well, I? Well, guess what? We're going to talk about what we were talking about in the first segment because it was already planned. We're on the same wavelength, man. That's awesome. It's good. That's awesome. Welcome into Sports Sunday, everybody. We're with you till 11 o'clock today. We have a lot of NBA All-Star game blazery kind of stuff to get to and Rashad has an interesting question based on something that happened in the fights yesterday I guess I didn't watch nor follow it at all but um uh, uh, Rashad has a question based on it which did, is interesting did and you I, check out UFC I, last I'm night intrigued. Joe? oh yeah yeah, yeah. it was a great card I definitely tuned in really Joe, Joe and you are are very very much close together on that but uh, by the way Texas 503-250-1080 on the fan text line but we were talking about this off the air to start the the talk of the weekend is the movie that released not officially, but on Amazon Prime, and that is Coming to America, the sequel of Coming to America. And I have not watched it yet. Rashad watched it. Joe, did you watch it yet? I have a confession to make. You never saw the original one? No. Oh, see, okay, then only you see the original yeah, don't watch the new one then. Just watch the original one. Do yourself a favor. It's a great movie. Okay, is this not a very ringing endorsement on the new one then? Well, so uh... from what I've been seeing... 
is most people who are talking about it are saying it's pretty bad. And the number one complaint I'm seeing or the number one reason why they're saying it's bad is because it's too much fan service. It's like a movie only for people who watch the first one to give them references about the first one. And that's not unique to this movie. And that's kind of what I wanted to start the show with because it's been frustrating to me because Star Wars did it too. Is when these long-standing series or these classic movies come back because they they want to make it again or they want to make a sequel. And I guess this is truly a sequel, right? Because I guess his son is in New York and da 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 da. So I mean, there is there is a story to it. It's it becomes so much about like winking and nudging the people who like the movie. Like, hey, did you catch that reference? Hey, do you remember when this happened in the original movie that you've watched fifteen times? And instead of a completely new story based in the same world or with the same characters, it is just fan service. And it really frustrates me because, like, yes, I like these movies. And, yes, I saw this movie originally. And, like, for me, the 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 biggest offender of this was the first of the new Star Wars trilogies where I forget, uh, I think it's The Force Awakens was that Force one. Force Awakens, yes. That one was, like, 50% references to the other movies and 50% new story. And I was just, like... People were clapping in the theater and stuff. Yes. And people came up, I was like, oh, my God, shut up, please. Uh, maybe I'm not... Maybe I'm kind of out, out on a ledge on this, like, out on a limb. Like, this is just unique to me. But I don't want that fan service in my movies. Show me something original. Give me a new story. Don't give references to something I've already seen. It make, makes me feel like you're lazy. Well, I mean, I think it's important for, you know... Just to be able to to mention certain things from past movies, just just for uh, to keep things relevant, I suppose. I mean, you if know? you throw it in once or twice, like, like it's one oh. of those things. Like, yeah, that that, and I think that's the important thing. Coming to America, I remember going to see the the first one in the drive-in. You know, right over here off of Pal. Uh, I was in eighty. I was like eighty-eight, so I was five, and so I remember every. That's been one of my favorite movies since you know I was five years old, and it's still one of those movies that's that's funny every single time I saw it. This movie isn't, it's not bad. It's just not coming to America. And I think that was the thing. Like, you waited all this time, and it was kind of like, you know, it was like a, re, a, a coming to America reunion. Now, if they had just said it was the the coming back to America, the reunion, like, okay, well, that all makes sense then, because then we'll see all the people. But just as far as context, some of the stuff just doesn't make sense. Like, the old guys, I mean, sh probably should have been dead at this point. The guys from the barbershop, like, they were 70 years old when I was five. So they should be, what, 100 now? 105, you know, right. somewhere around there. So how how did that work? Because, I mean, they were pretty they, – they worked blue. You no, know? yeah, I mean – Were just, they also – were they blue again? Like, were they completely, like, super dirty and, like, really inappropriate again? I mean, no, it's a PG-13 movie. Okay, so, I wasn't sure. So, yeah, so I think there's one, one F-bomb allowed in PG-13 movies, but – Outside of that, like I mean, I thought it, I thought it was a, a good cast. It was funny at points. There are certain things that I, I've still been saying since I watched the movie, which is you know it's kind of funny. But no, it's just not coming to America. Like, and it's, there's there's only been so. Or is it too much coming to America? It's 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 referencing the first movie way too much. Yes, and that's that's the reason I don't like the Hangover movies. You know, I, I mean, after the first one, but yeah. a lot of the movies like that have sequels. There are. They're gonna be, you know, relatively similar. Some of my favorite sequels are the Friday movies. You know, Friday, Friday after or Friday next Friday, Friday. Those are same premise. Need money, gotta get money, gotta figure out how to do it by the end. But there's a whole different story in between each of them, which made it. And they didn't do a. They didn't have to go back and ref constantly reference what happened in the the other I, Friday. I think that 
uh, this maybe is is because I watched it as a kid, but I, I always very much enjoyed Rush Hour two and three as well as obviously the first Rush Same Hour. Same movies premise, but different stories, and that's, that's but, what well, you have all to do. they did reference wise is like once or twice it would be like, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? And you're like, oh, I remember that from the first one. Otherwise, it was a completely different story. Yes. So you know. like that to me is a good job of creating a trilogy of movies that you want to keep going. Um, you know, sometimes the the movies, even though they are unique, they're just not good. Like Speed Two, like oh my was it God. well, you know Keanu, well, and also you know, so. who cares? It's a boat. Like, yeah. you know, like I didn't care, but it's just like you try to keep it going and it's unique, but that doesn't work. I'm purely talking about this, this just this overabundance of making the fans clap in the theater, which is a great way to put it, because that infuriates me. Yeah, like, like it's that's such an intentional move just to get some brownie points from your fan base. Or instead, like, be creative and make a new story. That's the reason why I've really grown to love all of the Christopher Nolan movies is because he makes unique movies. He makes yeah, unique stories. They're long, but they're all different. They're, you know? they're long, and, you know, they're sci-fi, which tends to be kind of where I go towards anyway in terms of my interests or fantasy, I guess. But, I mean, they're interesting. And even no, his I've... take on Batman was the best Batman movies that have ever existed. Like, he... He makes unique movies, even if it's something that has already existed as a character or a movie series. Like that that's why I like him so much. And so many directors and, and producers and movie companies these days just want to make a quick buck on coming to America. Like yeah. all the people and who love that movie, which if you've seen it, you love it. Like I don't think anybody who's ever seen the original doesn't like that movie. Well is was excited about the sequel coming out and now i'm just kind of like i don't well, see, know if i even want to watch well, see, it it's weird because i know a lot of people that actually really enjoyed it like if you look the at sequel? my timeline hey yeah i know a lot of people that have been i've i've watched it two and three times already i love it now there's a lot of people just are they sitting there clapping in their house i certainly hope not but <laughs> if you are do it it's your house you know just don't do it behind me as i'm trying to enjoy the movie but i mean i think there are a lot of people that still for love the nostalgia you know they absolutely love you know oh there's their guy that guy it's funny to them and stuff so I mean, I'm just not one of those people, and it sounds like you're not either. I'm pretty sure Joe is not one of those guys either. So, I mean, if they just came up with an original movie, um, it would have been better. Like, I, I like the the, the storyline. The premise was good. It just did too much, you know, oh, let's get, bring right. this character back. Let's I mean, wouldn't like, that okay, have been well, way more enjoyable if it was 85% the new storyline and 15% references instead of... What I'm hearing, it sounds like 50-50. Yeah, it would have been good. And yeah. that's, it would have made it original. And that's kind of what we were waiting for as, as, as we're watching the movies. Like, I'm just waiting for it to to pick up and for the story to be like, okay, here's where we're going with that. And just, it just never really happened. But then again, there are certain movies I've watched the first time, and I was like, meh. And then watch it again, it's like, okay, this is a good movie. This text says, you nailed it. I watched the movie last night. The acting and original references were overdone. The acting was also mad. Eddie didn't have his best showing. Uh, and then this text says the four or five times in Indiana Jones Crystal Skull when Indy grabs his hat and theme song plays once was enough. He did it every 20 minutes. Also, that movie is bad for many other reasons. But yes, that is that's another good example of too much fan service in these movies that keep coming out. Yeah. You know, and it's like if it's original, fantastic. Or like e even, you know, to go back to the Star Wars reference reference out of the newer movies, Rogue One was incredible, I thought. And Rogue One was a story it was an original story that was well it wasn't an original story it was a story that had been talked about that had happened previous to certain of the oh the classic yeah, I mean, Star as far Wars as movies. like you know building the story like all the it was new real. characters and it was stuff that we hadn't seen on film even though it was rehashing something that had happened in the world already it was interesting and new star wars is absolutely the same story over and over 
Yeah. Let's just be one. How many times are they going to build the the Death Star? That they're that's just. I guess every bad guy just has to build a Death Star. Like that's just what you do. The first like, time it didn't work, but the second time where they left the weakness in the exact same spot. By the way, uh, it didn't work again. And then the Star Star Killer base. Oh, not Death Star. Star Killer base. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah, it's, it's the same movie. That, that killed me in the new trilogy when I was watching it. Then showed like the graph of like. The Death Star in comparison to the newer Death Star. And it was, it was the like, same. Yeah, but it was like one hundredth of the size. And I'm like, oh, my. OK, I'm done. I'm done with you guys. I'm out of here. And it, I, I'm uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Text line. I've only seen the new trilogy once, but wasn't the way that they beat it the same way they beat it in the original movies? It is. They flew X-Wings into the gaps and they mm-hmm. shot through an exhaust pipe or something. Maybe it wasn't an exhaust pipe this time. It was like some like a laundry chute. I don't know. To kind of blow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the way it happened. You'll never look in the laundry chute. <laughs> Damn it! They found the laundry so, chute. I mean, I'll, you should you should judge for yourself because, like I said, I didn't think it was a bad movie. I just thought it was overdone with the. It didn't meet with the, the hype. reference. It just it it didn't meet the hype. But then again, like I said, maybe I want to go see Friday After Next, which is my favorite of the three. Is that the second one? The third one. What's the third one? And at first, when I first saw it in the theater, I was like, this is corny. The first one? You the thought third, it was corny? Oh, the first one. I, I went to see that on my birthday when I was in sixth grade. It was amazing. You know, oh, but, okay, okay. But the the third one, the, okay. the final one, I was like, oh, this is stupid. And then I watch it, and I think that's the most quotable Friday of of the three of the movies. Like doesn't that, uh, doesn't Chris Tucker leave after the he leaves? He first he, one. He said he'll never do another Friday franchise, which is crazy because well, didn't he's not in the third one though, right? He's not in either of them. Oh, he's only in the first of, one. Yeah, outside mm-hmm. of the first one. So he's the iconic guy too. Classic character. Smokey was a great character, but Mike Epps, you know, he kind of took that character and took that, you know, and just to the moon. Have we talked about this on the show before? Probably, but Chris Tucker is really good in all of his roles. But is only in like three movies in his life and has disappeared completely. See, he's in he's in, in fifth in Fifth Element. That role is fantastic. Right. In the Rush Hours, that role is fantastic. And in Friday, that role is fantastic. And beyond that, I feel like he's does have, nothing and have, has done you should nothing. See, he's he's great in Jackie Brown. I, okay, I have not seen Jackie Brown. Um, I'm trying to think of what else Chris Tucker is. I don't think he's done a lot. That's why you know, I'm saying he's that. Michael Jackson's friend. So that's that was that was enough. You know, oh, is that what it was? Yeah, he's Michael Jackson's friend. So I, I just it's it's funny how his roles have become iconic, and he just like doesn't do anything else. He's like, no, I'm known for those three roles, for oh, those yeah, four I mean, roles. Be a good comedian, like he is, and you can you know, you can only play four roles. And then when you make as much as you did when you were in Rush Hour, like I don't have to do any more movies if I don't want to. Yeah, how much money is he making just from royalties on those movies? Because oh, they're prob- on TV constantly. Probably a whole whole lot. Well, so is Fifth Element too. That's on yeah. TV constantly as well. All right, well, uh, we're gonna talk some NBA All Star Game and the Blazers and. Uh, an interesting question based on the fights yesterday. We also have Hater Lovett coming up at 1030. So that's all coming up on the show. I'd like to start before we get into the All-Star Game stuff, because that's today. I'd like to start with the week of the Blazers where they won three games in a row. And Damian Lillard continued to make an MVP push and continued to be the most clutch player in the league by far. So we'll start with that next on Sports Sunday on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Text came in, fan text line 503-250-1080. Fact, Chris Tucker's net worth is $5 million. Crazy low. That is very low. That's crazy. He was getting like $25 a picture or something like that. Something stupid for rush hour. Like, what do you, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe he just spent it, right? I mean, I I don't know how, how does, how does your, 
net worth work. I, you know, I never and I, I've never really understood how someone can make Allen Iverson type money and 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 go broke. Yeah, me neither. Because I've tried in my head to think about what I would buy that and would still make not, me I go still broke. have so much money, and you still have a ton left. Like, I'm like, how is this possible? You know, unless you're just literally buying everybody houses. And Which I think is probably partially well, the case. not just houses. You have to be buying them like mini mansions or something like that to go to go broke. Like a house, honestly, to buy a house is what, man, hundred hundred thousand dollars. Especially when Allen Iverson. I mean, wait, excuse me, wait, hundred thousand. Well, I'm saying I'm talking about when Allen Iverson was really making money, ninety six, ninety ninety seven, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars. Where are you getting a house around here for? No, not anymore. Not let, anymore. Clearly. Let me know. But I'm talking about if you're Allen Iverson, like I said, who went kind of broke at a point, and so we're talking from ninety six till whenever. Like, how much was the price of a house in? 2003? Well, 2004? Let's, let's find out. Average home price, 2003. It was probably like $200,000. Yeah. Oh, so screw you guys. I wasn't that far off. Like, I, yeah, I, thought, I, mean, I thought you meant this year. No, so when you said, definitely how much not this year. If you have a million like, dollars, you buying a house. If you have a million dollars, you can for sure buy yourself, you know, uh, a house here in Portland in like, a, you know, my neighborhood. <laughs> you know, so that's, <laughs> but you don't want to, you don't want to do that. But, I mean, I'm just, I've always been so curious. Like, what do, what do guys, have you seen, have y'all seen the 30 for 30 broke? Oh, I love it. One uh, of my favorites. Yes. It, yes, I do. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm watching that and I'm like, this is, this is crazy. Like, well, how it you... isn't the case that so many people got to the level of, it's kind of like Floyd Mayweather now, although his money is so high, this probably won't affect him. Doesn't he like never rewear the same pair of clothes? And I think Allen Iverson did the same thing, right? Didn't he? buy a new pair of underwear and clothes every day who is this iverson didn't he do something like that i know floyd Mayweather does something like that I but mean, isn't that what ai did yeah i mean but socks and drawers are twenty dollars you know thirty dollars well it's probably a full not, outfit every day no that's you never rewear an that's, outfit or that's something? stupid you know that's there's certain guys that's that, how you'll blow your money yeah, and i'm i'm i just don't understand you know get yourself a stylist and they buy a bunch of clothes and you just wear them like there's to what buy outfits every day that's silly but i don't know whatever Iverson was great. Yeah, but uh, five million dollars for that much that, that much money and that many movies is pretty low for Still, Chris Tucker. Yeah, for Chris Tucker. They, thank you for putting that last part in there. Yeah, for well, Chris Tucker. For Chris because Tucker. If any of us had five million in our bank account right now, I wouldn't we, be here. We, if we I would had be, five million. We would right be now. okay. Yeah, I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> I'd be I'd be probably in a tropical destination, completely isolating by myself. Absolutely, <laughs> that's where I'd be soaking it up in a hot tub with right a soulmate, now. trying to figure out how to. Make more money on my $5 million. Yes. Invest it well. Put it all in Bitcoin. No. <laughs> Bingo. You got it. All right. Let's get into the Blazers a little bit here. They are in the all-star break, a shorter all-star break, but their last three games of the first half, win against Charlotte, great game win against Golden State. That game was fantastic, by the way. And a win against the Kings, closer than people wanted, but still a win. In two of those three games, it was once again Damian Lillard. Who? The one, Damian Lillard. Oh, okay. Not Mike Jones. Damian Lillard, who made the game-winning shot. And in the case of the Kings game, the game-winning defensive play where he took the charge. Actually, that was the Warriors game. Sorry. Where he took the charge uh, from Draymond Green. And it was definitely a charge, and I will not hear otherwise, although some people are saying it was clearly a block on Dame. It was a charge. And I'm just – I'm running out of ways to describe it and think about it other than at this point, I just expect it. If it's a close game late, I expect Damian Lillard to win the game. And it happened against Golden State, 
and it happened against the Kings, and the Kings was a little bit more extreme, too, because they were down by three, and then Dame went on a 10-0 run by himself and had and, and it was generally has been playing good defense, too, especially towards the end of games. That was Endis Cantor in the Kings game that, that killed in, on the defensive side. And I don't know what else to say other than it's probably dangerous to think he's going to do it every single time, but at this point, if he has the ball and there's less than two minutes to go, I think he's going to score. And if you're in a close game, I think he's going to win you the game nine times out of 10. And that's an incredible guy to have on your team. And I hope that that helps push him up the MVP rankings in these, uh, from these national voters, the people who are going to vote on it. Because, I mean, yeah, Joel Embiid's having a great season, and he's probably the, the odds-on favorite to win it. And, of course, you got LeBron James. But Damian Lillard is doing this with nobody on his team. I mean, second and third best players have been out, and they're in the middle of the Western Conference with a very, very winning record and playing very well right now. That's all on Lillard. So I hope he really gets, uh, you know, people are considering him seriously for MVP. I'll say two things about the MVP. One, this year I think Dame should win. I'm just, I mean, I'm when we talk about valuable, that means that person to that adds value to that team, right? So you take them away from that team, and they're probably not as good. We're talking about a guy that's literally winning you games at the buzzer in, in a lot of cases, like with if you're Damian Lillard, you know, and he's been making um, really MVP-like plays like the block slash charge, I kind of thought it was a charge, or excuse me, a block, but, you know, that, you know. His feet were outside the restricted area. They won, though, but his so. His first foot was planted. His other foot was hovering. It's a charge. It's Well, the foot was hovering, so. I That's mean, allowed. I don't know. That's allowed. But I could see how it can go either way. It is what it is. It's allowed. They won. Um, also, man, I, um, the, the Donovan Mitchell disrespect is getting a little out of hand, I think. You know, I, I mean, honestly, I know, like, Gobert started the whole COVID thing and everything well, like we'll, that. We'll get to that. But I think that's, that's more also. I'm just saying, talk. I think that's disrespectful, but I'm going to go, but I, I'm going to say that he should be definitely in that conversation for him. You're talking about best record, best, a lot of stuff in the league. He should be there, but that's a different conversation. Damian Lillard is, he's the leader that the Blazers have been looking for um, since Clyde Drexler. You know, he's, 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 he's the guy that he's really become the face of of the Blazers. You know, I think people have kind of pushed Clyde aside, which again for me is weird, you know, two finals, you know, appearance well, and stuff like that. Clyde so. pushed the Blazers aside at the end. Well, Clyde was old and wanted to win. I'm not mad at him. He deserved it. Right, but sorry. You shouldn't be mad at Blazer fans for pushing him to the side if he no, decided I'm not to mad leave. At, no, I'm saying like he decided to leave because he wants he did every Clyde Drexler did everything he could when he was a Blazer to get them to the championship. He's the uh, name name another superstar that's got us there twice. Or once, for that matter, you know, that's Bill, not Bill, Bill Walton. Bill Walton yeah. Exactly. So, you know, so, yes, Clyde is, is still that guy, but, again, different story. Damian Lillard has become really the face of the underdog as well. Like, you look around the NBA, and you're starting to see it. At first, a lot of people didn't watch Blazer games. It's late at night if you're on the East Coast, whatever. Now, Damian Lillard is must-see TV. You mm -hmm. don't want to miss his game. And it went from people kind of being like, man, this Dam who is this Damian Lillard dude to Stephen A. Smith on national TV going, bro, I'm sorry, I was wrong. You were awesome. You and then were, two days ago, and then he begged him said to go he to needs the to go to, It was like, yeah. you think the Knicks is a better situation than Portland? That's when Stephen A. starts saying weird stuff. Well, he's but, a Knicks fan. So. Yeah, but that influence that he has is still huge, and people hang on his every word. And for him to sit there and say, man, Damian Lillard is real. He is the truth. For for first pick of, um, was was it was it the first pick for, uh, for LeBron? And he's, man, 
Dame time. Well, like he, was it the yeah the first the bench first pick, pick of the, for for the benches? Yeah. Like yeah, he knows what it is. Dame time. That's mm-hmm. who I'm taking. So he's done that every year. First of all, he's taken him every year, and he always does the wrist tap. There's like a video said, on Twitter of him doing it each year. When you, and LeBron has been you know sending Dame you up text for 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 years. You know trying to persuade him at some point to man come play with me because we can do some stuff. Like Dame would easily my dad's be, very comfortable. Man, at the, <laughs> Dame would probably easily be easily be the best. Let me take that back. Definitely the, the best guard uh, or the best point guard LeBron will have ever played. Well, I was going to say wing player, but Dwayne Wade is. Yeah, I was going to say that's so probably. It's just kind of one of those. Decent argument there. Um, the other thing that I think is really good in terms of how Damian Lillard's changing, not just the Blazers, but the NBA, is I've now seen three people reference him being for being the reason or part of the reason why they're staying in their original market. So you had Giannis. Talked to Dame when he made his decision about re-signing with the Bucks or not, and they apparently reportedly talked about playing together and blah blah blah. But you know, Lillard talked about loyalty, and that stuck with Giannis, and Giannis decided to commit to the Bucks. Jason Quick had an article come out this week about Bradley Beal and Damian Lillard, who have become close because Beal doesn't want to leave DC, despite the fact that the Wizards have been garbage for years. Um, Bradley Beal wants to be a Washington Wizard. He's a stud, man, and he's really good. And him and Damian Lillard share a bond over that. Nikola Vucevic in Orlando, who's their best player, in a press conference this week said, it's like Damian Lillard in Portland. Sometimes you just want to build to what you have at your where you were drafted. So multiple very good play, all-star players are referencing Damian Lillard as a reason why they don't want to jump to a super team. And I love that we're starting to see that more and more. I love that that influence is taking hold and it's because, and I, I've heard this from Jason Quick. I didn't know this. Uh, apparently, Damian Lillard's like one of the coolest guys in the league. Like everyone wants to be friends with Dame. Everyone wants to know Dame. He's just one of those guys that has a gravitas around him, not because of his skill, but because he's a good person, or at least is a is a cool person. Maybe is a better way to put it in terms of being he's friends real. with. That's what it is. And, Dame is a real dude. You know what I'm saying? I can't say what I really want to say, but that's what it is. Yeah, and. So, I mean, that would be why I think a lot of people are influenced by Joe him. gets it. Because they want to be, be like Dame. And, and isn't that kind of cool that on your team you have a player that other players want to be like? Yeah. I like, mean, and we got we to gotta remember Dame's a veteran at this point. Yes. You know, he's not a young guy in the league anymore. He's somebody that's played now for 10 years at this point and, you know, has been somebody that's been at the, at the top of his game. You're talking about, what is he, a six-time All-Star now? Mm-hmm. So, of his 10 years, you know, six times he's been to the All-Star game. Uh, I mean, he's working on getting, you know, work, working through the playoffs and getting deeper into the playoffs, but he's known as that leader. And on top, on top of that, man, Dame is a talented rapper. And not a talented rapper like Shaq, you know, even though Shaq had Biggie on his album. Like, he's a dude that, man, has real credibility. And actually, man, real rappers mess with Dame and want to do records with Dame. And I think that, that there's, a, there's a definite cool factor about the guy that we have in the Blazers jersey. Like, he's he's definitely one of those guys that, man, people just, you said, they just gravitate towards him and they want to kind of follow that blueprint. Even if that blueprint isn't, you know, winning four and five championships. Like, man, loyalty, staying with your team, not being second fiddle to anybody else. I think more dudes are starting to want to do that more and more than going to team up like Golden State and some others. By the way, Damian Lillard currently third in the NBA in points per game, 29.8. Only behind Joel Embiid, who has 0.4 more points than him, and then Bradley Beal, who has 32.9, who's killing it. Dame, third in the NBA in three-pointers made per game. First is still CJ, actually. Um, And then second, well, I guess tied for first is Steph. He has 4.8. 
Dame's 4.3. And assist-wise, I don't know what Dame's number is. It wasn't in the top five, at least, but he is eighth. Eight assists per game. Dude is putting a great MVP picture together. He's leading a team without a second and third best players currently is still in the thick of the Western Conference playoff race. He's playing at an MVP level. And now when CJ and Nurk come back, which is looking like it's going to happen next week at the end of the week, maybe maybe two weeks, because um, both of them were in a good place last week. CJ was cleared for contact practice. Nurk was allowed to start ramping it back up. Both are going to be reevaluated end of next week. So right when the second half starts, basically. You might see him come back pretty soon here. And if he gets them back playing at a level that we expect CJ and Nurk to play play at, that means the Blazers could finally get up to that spot that would give him the platform to win MVP. If he has a great second half of the season, and it's really undeniable, especially if CJ comes back playing even a third, you know, excuse me, two thirds of what he was before he went out, like you're looking at a Blazers team that can go as far. And like I said, if there's a year, ever a year, there's ever a year, and I said this last year during the bubble when I, and I thought it was true, but. This is this is when it can happen for you. You know, there's a lot about the Western Conference that's changed, and this is the opportunity for the Blazers. <laughs> One seed, Utah Jazz. Two seed, Phoenix Suns. You know what I'm saying? What? Like, yeah, you know, you know what I mean. It's like, if there was ever a year to go in there and make something happen, damn it, this is the one. This is it. Anthony Davis might not come back this year. Right? Might, he might be out. He might know? be done. Clippers are the Clippers. Go take that two seed. Go do it. Why you, not? You know, you I'm know, not sure you're can... catching the Jazz at this point. Go, go, go take no, you're not going to catch the Jazz. Let the Jazz do their thing. You're not going <laughs> to catch them, though. Let them be the one seed that you beat in the Western Conference Finals to make the, the finals. <laughs> That's probably probably way too rich of a thought right there. All right. NBA All-Star Game is today. We got some COVID news, and we also uh, want to talk a little bit about the skills competition games and dunk contests and stuff that's coming up. Blazers in two of the three of them. So let's get to that next. First, Joe Sports. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Rashad over here in the break, break mm-hmm. slandering Dame. I'm not slandering Dame. It's not slander. It's just, you know, it's just... Your love for realist. Luca is insane. There's no love for Luca. I'm just, I'm just a realist, man. And it's okay. I can love my team and still be honest. Uh, I think we have. I think a lot of us have a tough time with that. You love Luca. You yes. do love Luca. I think Luca is amazing. Yeah, you love him. I think Luca is amazing. Why don't you go marry him then? It's not my type. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the All Star Game is today. A lot before you on the fan, by the way. These are the teams that were drafted. Team LeBron starters are LeBron. Giannis, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, and Nikola Jokic. That's going to be hard a, to guard. It's a great team. Uh, his bench players are Jalen Brown, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Dame, Chris Paul, DeMontis Sabonis, and Ben Simmons. Kevin Durant, drafted. Uh, he's not starting because he's injured. His starters are Bradley Beal, Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker. He drafted Anthony Davis, who's also not playing. James Harden, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, Julius Randle, Nikola Vucevic, and uh, Zion as well. So, and by the way, Zion is now a starter for Team Durant, and we'll tell you why in a second. On paper, LeBron's team is 
so much better than Durant's team. It's stupid. (laughs) And I think the funny thing about these all-star drafts that we've seen is you you would think, now I know this actually hasn't really played out on the floor because it's, first of all, it's an all-star game. So yes, they're they're taking it more seriously now because of the new rules and the charity and all that kind of stuff. But it's an all-star game, right? It's not a real game. It's kind of a fun exhibition to show everybody your skills is that every year with LeBron versus Giannis twice and now LeBron versus Durant, LeBron's team has been better every time. Like Giannis made a point to draft only young guys, I think as some sort of a sign that the young guys are going to take over the league. It almost did. Um, like I said, the results on the floor, I'm, I'm, I'm not really saying matter that much because it's an all-star game just from on, on paper. Like if it was a serious playoff series, LeBron's teams would be slaughtering this other team every time. I was kind of hoping, I think, when this idea was brought up, there was going to be this draft that would be way more even. And I feel like LeBron just wipes the floor with everybody every year when picking these players. Oh, yeah. It's just, I mean, he's, LeBron is such a student of the game. Like, he really, I think he really watches all these guys play and knows, man, exactly what they're going to be doing, their tendencies and all that stuff. So LeBron is, on KD, you know, you could tell he's just picking, you know, Guys that I, I remember how he plays. he's like, man, I'm just trying Harden. to remember how guys play and what, what works together. But LeBron's like, I think he has really looked at this list like, oh, I'm gonna take him. He's probably gonna take him. I'm gonna do he really did a fantasy draft and mm-hmm. and it and it worked out for him. I he, still think he laughs though, because he's like he took Giannis first, right? And he goes, Okay, he was probably gonna take Luca or Steph. And he takes Bradley Beal. Yeah. And you're like, like what? Oh, okay, well, I'll take Luca. And he's like, Okay, now he'll probably take Steph. Yeah. No, he took uh, took Kyrie Irving. What? Okay, I'll take Steph. Which I mean, it, then he takes Embiid or something. And you're like, okay, fine, finally, okay, I'll take Jokic. And then you're like, well, my starting five's better. He had to, <laughs> he, he he had to take Kyrie. Like I, I mean, I know at, on your team, he took you're your teammate. Too. Like I mean, I gotta take my guys. Although he took Anthony Davis too. LeBron did. did not take Anthony Davis, which he is did. funny to me. Well, I mean, he was he was hurt, right? He yeah, was but already... I still think he got drafted. Like I think he got picked, even though he was hurt. But I, I could be wrong on that. I didn't actually watch the draft live. I'm just looking at the, peep, the paper huh, in front yeah, of me. Yeah, I watched it. I watched and it And Davis is on like Team Durant, so yeah. <laughs> on the official NBA website. I will say this makes the game more interesting to me. I like the drafted team thing. Uh, I know it's not West versus East anymore, and I, I, maybe some people found that more intriguing. But I like the draft. I think it's a fun little add-on. It adds some drama it creates stories and that's what the NBA is so good at is kind of these, and it's not always their intention, but is there's these crazy storylines going on throughout an NBA season. Mm-hmm. And this just kind of adds to it. No, it's, it's, I mean, it's cool because how cool would it have been to see man, Jordan and magic maybe play together. Now it never would happen because they both would have been captains more than likely, but let's just say something happened to where, you know, magic wasn't a captain and, mm-hmm. you know, Jordan was able to pick up Magic Johnson and play with him, you know, for, for a little while. About uh, Jordan playing with Chuck? Or, you know, Jordan, yeah, Jordan and Barkley. Well, they played together, you know, a few times with when Barkley was at, uh, oh, that's in, true. in Philly. That's so, true. but, you know, just being able to see maybe, maybe, man, maybe Jordan and Clyde or something like that. Like, that would have been something That'd cool been funny. to see, yeah. you know, so yeah, it would have been Against funny. each other in the finals, but together. But together in, in the hearts. All-Star game, like, that would have been really cool. So, I mean, look, looking back, man, especially when the, when the guys in like the 2000s are really good, like man, both sides, like it would have been cool to see him kind of switch it up a little bit and see some guys play together. Kobe and T Mac, you know, early Kobe and Iverson, early, like that would have been really cool. So the news today is that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid 
were at risk of not playing due to COVID. It was because they had contact with a barber and the barber had an inconclusive test. So they're awaiting the results of that inconclusive test from what I've seen. Joe, I don't know if you, is, has there been more updates on this? Uh, yes, there has been. It's official. They will not play. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, did, that, does, did the barber test positive then? Yes. Okay. So Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid not playing. I did see Zion as replacing Embiid as the starter. I wasn't sure if that was just like just in case or if it was officially happening. So Zion is now starting in place of Joel Embiid. And Ben Simmons was on the bench for LeBron anyway, so I don't think that's going to happen. The question is, is it too late to bring replacements in? I think the answer has to be yes, right? Oh, yeah. They're not going to not gonna do that. Though. Well, the NBA, they're in Atlanta. Trey Young, what you doing today? You uh, busy who, by Who probably should have uh, been there anyway, <laughs> to be honest. Probably should have been in the game. I think you know, he's having a place. down year, though, isn't he? If a down year, it's still really good, though. Trey Young is, yeah, he probably should have been there anyway. But uh, you can't replace him now. No, Because people need to go through the protocol even to get to Atlanta, right? Unless maybe you use somebody who's there for the other competitions that's not an all-star. Like Ant Simons is not going to be an all-star. Robert Covington. Robert Covington. Trey Young is averaging 26.4 and 9.4 assists. Oh, okay. So pretty pretty good. Yeah, the Hawks have been pretty bad, which is why I thought maybe he was having a bit of a down That's a guy that needs to get out of the man. He shouldn't want to be Dame and build his own. You need to get out of there and go somewhere else. Why? When's the last time Atlanta's been good? Josh Josh Smith. No, they had that sixty win team a few years ago with Mike Budenholzer as the coach. Was it that, that was that the Josh Smith team? No, that was with like uh that was with like Jeff Teague and Kyle Corver and oh, Mark yeah. Carroll. Wasn't they Al were, Horford there? Yeah, they were the one seed. Oh yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. And they were on the SI cover too. And literally just quick note, their entire starting five won player of the month one time that year. <laughs> I think in the month of February, the entire starting five for the Atlanta Hawks of that team. Oh, they, they like tied for it? <laughs> they just gave it to, just the, entire gave it to the Atlanta Hawks. They couldn't decide. Man, the Hawks. <laughs> You're the player of the month. Good that's, for them. That's very strange, but okay. <laughs> um, I guess you could take a player who's there. I mean, I, I, Robert Covington is definitely not an all-star. Anthony Simons, Cassius Stanley, and Obi Toppin are definitely not all-stars. But <laughs> if you need players, I suppose. I looked at the three-point contest. They're all already all-stars, so you can't take anybody from there. But... Um, Trey Young's going to wear Embiid's jersey. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, it's too, I think it's too late to get a jersey made. I suppose. I'm looking for it here. Let's see. Um, yeah, so three-point is Jalen Brown, Steph Curry, Mike Conley, who is replacing Devin Booker. His first All-Star game, that's kind of a cool story. That's, that, which is nuts. This is Mike Conley's first time, as good as he's been, especially early in his career, his first time he'll play in the All-Star He's game. been in the tough Western Conference his whole life. He has been. And he then Robert been. Covington is the only non-All-Star in the skills, in the comp. skills competition. So your what? choices would be Covington, Simon, Stanley, or Toppin to replace. If you took from the pool of those who are safe to play, that would be it. So I'm going to assume you're just not going to How about all them. four of them before, get to replace the two players? Before we break, what's the over-under on how many uh, jump shots it takes Covington before he actually makes one in the skills competition? No, you have to make the jumper like a top of key or something like uh, that. He'll, he'll hit it in two. One. One? Yeah. I'm, I'm saying gonna, two. I'm going to say four. He has the worst odds to win it, by the way. I'm going to say four. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> he's there He's there for a good reason, but he's, he, he's not really deserving to be in the skills competition. He's there because he's the only player in the NBA who's from an HBCU. And this whole All-Star weekend is uh, supporting and promoting historically black colleges and universities of course uh and he went to tennessee state and he is the surprisingly or not the only nba player actively 
who went to an HBCU. Which is in, which is crazy to me. Which is crazy. Yeah. Now I know generally those teams don't have great college basketball teams, but you'd still think you'd get more than one. It's it's think. nuts. I mean, I, I don't know if maybe just got recruits aren't coming there or whatever the well, case. Are. Smaller, Scouts aren't coming schools, there. Yeah. They are, but still, you know, we see guys from, you know, Lithuania that are recruited every year. You know, so like, yeah, they, they can make it out. So I'm sure there's a stream somewhere of an HBCU game. Are you interested? In the three-point skills and dunk contest this year. That's next. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. The NBA All-Star Game secondary events has seen a shift over the last few years for sure. I remember growing up, the dunk contest was all I cared about. Wanted to watch the dunk contest, wanted to see the stars do the dunks. And over the last few years, that's changed drastically to being the three-point contest, being the star event, and the dunk contest, I guess, still being fun, debatably. But generally, at least for me, it hasn't captured my attention that much. I will say this year, I'm even less interested in the three-point contest and the dunk contest. I'm going to watch them. But... I think because it's the weird all-star game and it's on a weekend and none of the players seem to care that much about being there. I kind of feel like it's, it might be a little bit more of a dud than we're used to seeing. I mean, I could, I can see that. Maybe it, once it starts, it'll be different, but I just kind of feel like it's going to be a little bit. Eh. I mean, I don't know. We kind of felt that way about the bubble too. You know, it's like, man, guys don't really want to, you know, be there it's kind of weird and it's you know but then it ended up being a great experience it was it. strange for the teams that had already locked up playoff spots they yes. didn't, those those play-in game or the yeah. pre-playoff games those were kind of weird though they were weird but they were cool you know like for the teams that didn't matter exactly you know i you know i've always and this is about those play-in games, games all meant something like so. baseball major league baseball figured it out when they figured out the play-in game that could be a good idea and people liked it and so i'm glad the nba was like yeah we should stick with this and make this a an actual thing if you know teams are within a certain you know i forgot that was happening this year completely forgot what's that that they're doing the playing game. yeah yeah like that, that's that's awesome you that know like what is it seven through seven through nine I think seven it is. through nine yeah it's like whoa okay interesting yeah. so that's you know that's pretty cool but as far as the game today like i think once 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 they tip and they start playing and especially if the rules are similar to what they were last year as far as there's the point total that you have to get to and and everything like that could be that could be cool. So I mean, I think once is once once they tip off, we're gonna forget about it. Just like we've been watching basketball all year without fans in most cases. Like there's some some you know arenas where we're starting to see people you know in the stands, but for the most part, like I think it's been it was weird at first, and it's still kind of kind of weird. But honestly, I, d I don't even notice in in most cases until they until they pan out, and that's when I'm like, oh okay. You know you know what's gonna be weird, and you know what is weird. I've seen highlights when there are fans there and i go why are there fans there all the time like, like I, it almost weird. looks strange that there are people in the stands now because i've gotten so used to or at least i've trained my brain to expect the it's not empty seats because they cover them with like the the ads yeah i just expect the ad instead and i'm like ah that's basketball or like oh that's baseball or like right now we're watching soccer and the entire side of the uh, Eddie had for Manchester city is just covered in ads. And it's like, Oh, that's what I'm used to now. 
I don't know. I think having fans come back again is going to be strange. I was watching hockey yesterday, and the Devils allowed some fans to come back, and the Devils scored, and there was a real cheer from the crowd, and I was like, oh, what is what's happening? That, what's that sound? That's not a canned noise that the broadcast put I, in. I, it was I, actually really nice. I know <laughs> the first time like they, they actually allow fans into like arenas like full-time. I, mean, I know it's going to be like on a limited basis and everything, at least to start, but it's going to be that might be the loudest crowd that you, you ever have you know just and that's just across the country like the minute that they actually decide everywhere man you're you're able to open at a limited capacity 60 percent, 70 percent, whatever the case is man i think those are going to be the loudest roars and pops that you that you ever hear because people are going to be so excited just to be back in a i can't wait to go let's go to a concert like I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, that's the one thing. It's like, man, I, I literally can't wait to to go to a concert mm-hmm. and see some see some live music. It is going to be very strange the first time when you have your vaccine and you go out and there's people around. I think everyone's going to be kind of uncomfortable that oh, first, first or second time. You're going to be like, this is too close. There's too many people here. I feel uncomfortable. I this is my personal space. This is this is this is what I want to get done. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to have that issue, but I know a lot of people are going to just be like really 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 strange about it <laughs> yeah it's just gonna be like oh it's, yeah, it's this gonna is be a crowd weird. and, and so, i know it's okay now but and so right now you, there's a bunch of people in atlanta i know some people that was like yeah i'm i'm in atlanta for the weekend and there's still i don't know how many parties and stuff there may be but i'm almost for sure like you can still go to club you saw james harden was in strip clubs all the time in houston all the time so mm. stuff is open <laughs> you know so georgia was one of the first places to really open up initially during the whole the like the when we were really, really in the pandemic. You know, now I think we're kind of slowly trying to pull ourselves out of it. But at that point, Atlanta or Georgia. Hey, Georgia we see the light at the end of the tunnel, my no, friend. It's, it's getting, you know, it's it's getting there. We're getting closer. But at first, Georgia's one of the people who said, no, nah, screw it, man. We're open. <laughs> Just come over here and mess with us. So I'm, I'm curious of what that looks like out there. And, you know, obviously players don't want to go because they know they can't do anything. Like, we can't go nowhere. We can't have fun. Like, I don't want to be in the room for All-Star Weekend. This text says dunks with no fan reaction are generally a weird letdown versus dunks with a giant ovation. That's what's going to be weird. Yeah, I mean, because the the, fa- the there the, are going to be some fans, right? Because it's Atlanta. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be some, but still, the for the dunk contest, that's the one thing that requires fan participation, because that's really, really where I think that influences judges' scores. When they hear the fans go crazy, up, oh, that's a ten, or when the fans give a little oh, golf clap, man, okay, six, seven. Right. But the crowd reaction is really, really important for the dunk contest. So that's going to be – you're absolutely right, Texture. That's going to be the one that's going to be weird. All right, hour two coming up next. we got Hater to Love It at 1030. But we begin the hour with a question Rashad has based on the UFC fight that happened yesterday. Mm. You'll have to be the one to set it up because I didn't watch it, nor do I particularly care about fighting. But it's not based on fighting the question, and we'll discuss that next. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan.